0: Well, after falling behind early and going down 17 to 0 because of a slow start, the Eagles managed to get it within two points, but the Ravens recovered the onside kick at the end, sealing the Eagles' fate. 30-28, to 28, your final score as the Eagles fall to Baltimore this afternoon. I'm Amy Campbell. You are watching the postgame show presented by Rico. I am joined, as always, by Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Ike, we will start with you. Let's get some initial thoughts. Uh, the Eagles in it at the end, but really a slow start that just couldn't be overcome against a, a powerful Ravens team. A Ravens team that made some mistakes today and allowed the Eagles to get back in.
1: Yeah, Amy, I think uh slow start will be the buzzword uh, today. I mean, you're going to hear us say it a few times, and I'm sure Doug and the, and the players, when they get a chance to talk, that's one of the things that will be mentioned first and foremost, is that they just didn't start this game with the sense of urgency that you would have uh, liked to have seen uh, in this game. I thought Baltimore was ripe uh, to be beaten today because they haven't been playing their best football, but the Eagles just... Really not not taking advantage of some opportunities early. Uh, uh, Couldn't really get anything going until they were down by 17 and got into desperation mode.
0: Well, and with a little over seven minutes to go in the game, they're down by 16 points. Fran, they managed to get it within two points with a chance to win Uh, a great effort there at the end uh, by this team. Uh, Some things that we'll point out, of course, as we break it down. But what are your initial thoughts on this one so far?
2: to me it's the fight and the resiliency because the start was about as bad as it could have gone right i mean defensively uh you know there were there were some missed assignments in the first half offensively i mean they could they couldn't do anything right uh, you know in the first half offensively they couldn't run the ball they couldn't throw the ball it was negative play after negative play after negative play i mean it was ugly in the first half until that final drive and even still could not put points on the board but the way that they were able to bounce back and fight in this game against a very good baltimore defense i think is a, a really good sign for that group moving forward. We thought that it took the, a step in the right direction last week against a very good Pittsburgh defense. But to see what Carson Wentz, who essentially in the final cu- couple drives, put the offense on his back. Because not only do you come into this game without you know the the cast of characters that we've talked about, right? You have no Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard. But then you lose Miles Sanders in the second half. You lose Zach Ertz down the stretch. And with what he was able to do to fight through, he got hit 19 million times in this game. Behind the offensive line that he was working with, they lose the right tackle in Jack Driscoll. They're playing with, like, their seventh tackle in the game. And he still is finds a way to be able to put points on the board. That run, that 40-yard run... Just a Herculean effort, just an outstanding job by Carson Wentz down the stretch to put this team in position to be able to to win the game, obviously to tie it late. But really, I mean, the the fight and resiliency from this team is certainly the big takeaway for me. A lot of things that really remind me of that 2016 game when these two teams faced off back in Carson's rookie year, Ike.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and that's a great point on Carson Wentz, Brandon. Uh, the, he put this team on, on his back, especially that 40-yard run, to see there was no quit in him, such a competitor. And when you talk about him running for his life out there, Sacked six times, but definitely hit multiple times. There was at, By the end of this game, Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey were the only original Eagles starters left on this offense. That's how much they've dealt with injuries, especially on that offensive line, just continuing to bring guys in there. Let's go now to Dave Spadaro and get his thoughts on this one. Dave, coming to us from Lincoln Financial Field, a slow start for the Eagles, but a lot of heart at the end of this one. And Carson Wentz, the reason they were in it at the end.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. A lot to build on. Carson Wentz is a beast. I don't want to hear anybody talk about Carson Wentz anymore. I just I know he's had his interception problems this year and this and that, but what the Eagles have lost seven offensive linemen. They ended this game without Miles Sanders. They ended this game without Jack Driscoll. Jamon Brown got pushed around the entire game. The offensive line really struggled. Um, what Carson did was remarkable. I thought the defense for the most part played really well up front. It did a nice job against Lamar Jackson so look I think there's a lot to build on I also look at the Giants in five days here Zach Ertz limping to the field uh, limping off the field Driscoll going off in a cart Malik Jackson with a quad injury somehow the Eagles need to get some players back before Thursday there's there's definitely something to build on here Um, and I think we all would recognize that Travis Fulgham at this point appears to be the real
2: deal Dave, I'm interested to kind of get your thoughts. Obviously, it's extremely early. We're coming off the field for uh, this game here in week six. But you mentioned the short week, the short turnaround, with Miles Sanders' status up in the air, with, it, with his knee injury leaving the game, Zach Ertz leaving the game. Is there any hope that you know any of these other guys that we're talking about, whether it's Deshaun, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Jalen Rager on injury reserve, any of these guys have the potential, you think, for Thursday? I mean, we don't know. It's early, but is there any thought?
3: Yeah, I, would thought I would think that Deshaun has a real chance. I would think Alshon who's been in practice the last couple of weeks, has a real chance. I would think that, uh, I know, Sayamalo possibly. Uh, Jason Peters is eligible to come off IR as well. Can you get him right back on the field and with a day or two of practice? I don't know about that. Uh, Jamon Brown, uh, the Eagles need to do something at the right guard position. I mean, <clears throat> they bring in Brett Tolt to play right tackle. He's been with the team for a week. Um, so, yeah, these are very desperate times from an injury standpoint. But this is the football team with no margin for error. Okay, none you can't miss field goals. Jake Elliott. You've missed 350 yard plus field goals uh, You can't turn the football over Carson Wentz in the red zone the defense another poor performance in the red zone um, So so as much as we want to build on the comeback and I agree it is just like last week something to build on It sure would be nice to see the Philadelphia Eagles play from ahead and if they can do that against the Giants and the Cowboys get to three four and one Get to the bye week. You can really have a nice second half of the season here. Something very competitive in the NFC East. But with all these injuries, it's really tough. And look, that last play, a busted play. Offensive line got caved in. Uh, Carson, in the process of kind of a read option, I guess he was handing it off to, to uh, Boston Scott. Not quite sure. The play got blown up. But, um, you know, the Eagles offensive line, if they can just get it, and they were just getting it to adequate, and then another – raft of injuries today
1: Dave. you brought up you brought up Jake Elliott now we don't usually talk about kickers and punters unless they have a game winning kick or what have you but you mentioned the three field goals that he's missed from 50 plus yards he certainly has the leg to make those kicks from a distance standpoint what what, what do you think is going on with him this year that I mean he's he's missed some some makeable field goals
3: so he missed 53, I think it was, in, uh, at Washington. He missed last week at Pittsburgh, what was it, 57. And then today, 50-plus as well. I think all three were to the right. So he's clearly got something mechanical going on. Certainly has the leg, Ike. You know, through the, the career of Jake Elliott, it's been remarkably consistent. I think he's had a field goal make rate of like 83.7%, something like that and was one of those guys who always made the long ones and sometimes struggled from the the easy ones, the 35-yard field goal. So I don't know what's going on with Jake, but I know that with this team, with such a razor-thin margin for error, your field goal kicker has to make them. And we saw what Baltimore did. Anytime they're inside the 40-yard line, Tucker is automatic. And so Jake's got to get back to that.
2: Dave, I'd like to bring it back to the offensive playmakers. You know, one of the guys that we haven't talked about yet, you know, without Zach Ertz, without uh, Miles Sanders and all the other players that we've talked about as being out of the lineup. You know, one guy I felt that gave them a spark in this game uh, alongside Carson Wentz was Jalen Hurts, you know, especially in the middle parts of this game, second and third quarter. Uh, I'm interested to just get your thoughts on the performance of the rookie in this game.
3: Yeah, interesting. You know, at one point, Fran, I actually thought, why are the Eagles showing this play right now? You know, they're on the verge of getting blown out against the Baltimore Ravens, and they've got to throw back Jalen to Carson, you know, back to Jalen. So I'm like, what are you doing putting this on tape right now? But I understand it. Um, you want to get the football in his hands. He certainly is dynamic, and um, I understand it. The way this run game is, again, a 74-yard run from Miles Sanders, some good yards on the ground from the quarterbacks, really nothing from Boston Scott and Corey Clement. So however you can put your talented players like Jalen Hurts on the field, get the ball in his hands, you got to find a way to do it. Uh, So I look for more creativity from Doug and the offensive coaching staff with number two in the weeks to come here. Huge, huge game on Thursday night. And Ike, i got to give you credit. uh, You called it on the radio pregame that the Eagles would win this game. You were roundly mocked. And for most of the game, I'm sure you were thinking, (laughs) I really blew this. Uh, But the Eagles certainly were right there at the end. And I will tell you that the atmosphere in the stands at Lincoln Financial Field, even though the numbers were down, I applaud the fans. They were great, and I think the players responded because of the fans. First two games at Lincoln Financial Field, Eagles in the second half had no life at all. Today they did.
0: Dave, when you talk about that razor-thin margin for error, When you looked at this game today, Doug Peterson, very aggressive, went for two every single time, didn't get it the first time, didn't get it the last time. Of course, then my mind starts thinking, okay, well, if they had just kicked the extra point the first time, you don't have to go for it the last time. Is that that margin for error that they need to be that aggressive every time? Or is it just being so careful in picking your spots and having it go right?
3: Honestly, Amy, I think that, and Doug is going to get criticized for that. There's no question about it. But that's what he is. And that's what he's been from day one. I mean, that is what Doug Peterson is. He, he knows he's got an offense that is struggling to score points. So if he, if he has a chance to go for the two-point conversion, even if it doesn't make sense, he's going to do it. I, I, so it, co- it cost the Eagles today, um, but they were still in position there at the end to tie the game. And, and just a blown play, blown offensive assignment up front, whatever they were trying to do didn't work. But I certainly understand when people criticize Doug, but that's just who he is. He's not going to shy away from that. That's his personality, and he owns it.
0: Well, and I think that's the thing that most of the fans love about him as well. So that's what you take. You have to take all of it together when you embrace this kind of thing about a head coach, and I will take it every single day. Dave, thanks so much for your insight.
3: All right, thanks, guys.
0: All right, I think we should go back to Jalen Hurts because when you talk about the spark that was provided, the Eagles did not have a single first down until he got one with his big 20-yard run that we are going to break down a little bit later. But Ike, let me go to you first with this, and then Fran, I'll have you chime in after. But let's talk about what we saw from Jalen Hurts, how the coaches used him, and just the spark that he provided to this offense. That was really when things started to get going for this Eagles team.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I-, I loved it. I'm asking for more Jalen Hurts uh, just because this offense is, is so devoid of explosiveness and and players that can sort of create on their own. And I think Jalen Hurts is a fantastic athlete still learning how to play quarterback in the NFL. But until then, use the assets that you have. He, ha- he, ha- he has a-, a great ability to run the ball. Uh, he's, he has a, a solid football frame. So he's not a fragile guy that you have to worry about getting injured. Uh, he can get on the perimeter. He can make people miss. Uh, I love it. And he has the ability to throw the ball. So um, I was looking for more. As was a couple weeks ago, Amy and Fran, I was calling for a 10 play Jalen Hurts package. And it seemed like they went deep into that package today and then got away from it uh, with, with the amount of injuries, Suffered at the skill position so far. I mean, man, what's the point? He's a second-round draft pick. He does no good to stand over there holding a clipboard watching the game. Put him in there, and if he can get you some first downs or even a touchdown, why not? I love it. What
0: would you think, Fran?
2: Uh, to me, I mean, coming into this game, he had played 12 snaps, and in those 12 snaps, you got six first downs. You know, regardless of how they were, how they came, whether it was Jalen Hurts as a runner, as a thrower, or as a decoy, the Eagles had some success with him on the football field. Now, the other part of that too was two balls ended up on the ground in those 12 snaps. Again, coming into this game, I'm interested to look back and, and see all, because there were a few plays where. The broadcast didn't even talk about him, but he was out on the field. So I am excited to go back and watch the film and get a sense of ultimately how he was used. But getting a chance to see him in an expanded role, I think, look, especially going into this week, Thursday night, it is a short week. But all of these things are in the game plan already. So I'm interested to see if they they are shorthanded at the skill position player spot going into Thursday night, if we see a little bit of an expanded role here for Jalen Hurts.
0: Well, certainly provided the spark today on offense. Ike, let's get into uh, some of the things that stood out to you today. Big picture, what is one of the big things you're you're thinking about after this game?
1: We mentioned it earlier, Amy, Fran, about the slow start. I mean, I, I don't know if they could have gotten off to a worse start offensively the way this game started. Three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, sacks here. A, for, a forced fumble there. It's just it's like they couldn't do anything for almost a quarter and a half. And then you get down 17 to nothing. And then they, they finally get it together. I thought the defense, you know, put into some tough situations early in the game. And they were fighting. Uh, to keep Baltimore out of the end zone, but the fact that they were on the field so much in the first half, it just didn't help them out. So the slow start to the game, not something I was anticipating. It looked like the offense was really lifeless uh, in that first half, and, and you, you didn't find you didn't have anybody uh, make a play. I mean, Wentz couldn't couldn't connect on passes. You know, we're gonna talk about missed opportunities. John Hightower, my goodness, man, he'll be thinking about that one all all night long about that dropped deep ball that Carson was able to throw to him. But just a slow start to this game, and when you're going up against a team like Baltimore, man, you can't afford to get off to a slow start.
0: The Eagles in that uh, until the Jalen Hurts run with about five minutes to go in the half, They had uh, minus seven yards of offense uh, up to that point. Um, And and I agree with you, John Hightower is going to be thinking about that one. But Fran, I think at this point when you are playing rookie wide receivers, receivers with a ton of potential, a ton of talent, there's going to be moments like that. There's going to be rookie growing pains. And if anything, I am so excited to see what he did with that big touchdown to rebound from a moment like that and show that uh, short-term memory.
2: No question. And he had the 50 yarder late as well. So being able to see him bounce back from that has been good. And he's done that throughout the year. I feel like every single every single week he has made some negative plays and then he's bounced back and made some good ones. And that's a good thing. You, rookies are going to make bad plays. That's that's a fact of life in the NFL. And I know that, you know, when we look around the league and you see you know young guys making plays. You know, maybe we only see the good uh, from rookies on other teams. But rookies are going to make negative plays. It's about how they bounce back. So seeing Hightower kind of bounce back from that, come you know after that tough drop, make the play. Humphrey tried to punch the ball out down the sideline on that one, and he was able to to hold on to the football, which uh, to me, again, good a good thing there from John Hightower.
0: Yes, thank you for correcting me. Not the touchdown, the 50-yard catch there from John Hightower. You mentioned Marlon Humphrey, and I felt like for a lot of this game, we just watched highlights of. Him trying to punch the ball out, and of course that being Baltimore specialty. I feel like overall there were some moments where the Eagles were bitten by this, but I think for the most part they did a pretty good job considering the amount of attempts. But uh, still not enough in the end. And if you keep, um, if you don't turn the ball over, of course that uh, could be the difference in this game. Um, Ike, let's continue with uh, some of the things you want to discuss here. What else stood out to you?
1: Missed opportunities, you know, missed opportunities on both sides of the ball, mind you. Uh, talked about the John Hightower uh, drop early in the game on that first series. But also, Miles Sanders, you know, looked over the the outside shoulder uh, and Carson is placing the ball on the inside uh, shoulder. And by the time he turned around with enough time, I, I just think he may have lost it a little bit in the sun. Not able to pull that one in. That was a golden opportunity to score a touchdown there. Uh, Fourth and inches, Carson not being able to quarterback sneak for a first down. Missed opportunity there to score points on that drive. Jake Elliott missing a makeable field goal. Missed opportunity there. And then on defense, you know, Lamar Jackson was struggling in that first half with his accuracy. And a couple balls got tipped up in the air. We didn't come down with the interception. I mean, people have been coming down with turnovers against us all year long. Man, it would have been nice to get one of those against the Baltimore Ravens deep in their territory early in the game. And maybe that helps set up a scoring opportunity for your offense. And so just, you know, those are the type of things that when when the players get home tonight and, and, and the coaches get a chance to rewatch this game, uh, the final score already. Uh, is, is uh, going to be sickening because you realize you only lost by two points. But when you think about the opportunities they had in that first half to really put points on the board and have the second half play out differently, those are the things that, as a player, that is tough to get over because you know those opportunities are hard to come by. And the Eagles had several of them in the first half where they could have even been leading this game at halftime.
0: And if you're looking at the numbers and comparing both teams, pretty close overall, except there's the big one that jumps out. The time of possession, the Ravens controlled the ball for 36 minutes and 30 seconds compared to 20 minutes and 30 seconds for the Eagles. And Fran, when you're looking at this Ravens offense, they were able to control the clock, control the ball. Is it Was it their run game that was able to do this so effectively? How were they able to really impose their will when it came to uh, controlling the clock in this one?
2: Yeah, two things. It would be the, the run game, but I was going to actually follow up on Ike's point, and it, and it goes to that question, Amy. All the, some of those missed opportunities in the first half, how about three third-and-ten conversions for the Ravens offense in this yeah. game that led to touchdowns, that were on touchdown drives? So you're talking about third-and-ten. That's where you want to be as a defense. That's That should be drive-end, right? But instead, they're able to convert yeah. – and now they're able to drive down and put points on the board. That's 14 points right there between those two drives where you had three, third, and ten conversions. That The defense has to be able to get off the field in those situations. You're either forcing a punt or at the worst, you're forcing a field goal. At the end of the day, different different ball game, different kind of outlook on this game if they're able to get off the field in those spots.
0: Such a great point. And look, the Ravens on third down, they were six of 16, so 38%, which is not amazing. But Ike Fran mentioned it. They were third and 10, and th- uh, third, third and 10, third and 11, third and long. And those uh, those drives ended up being point scoring, touchdown uh, drives for the Ravens. How demoralizing is it on defense when you know you have them right where you want them like that, and then they're able to get the first down, and you're on the field. You think you're about to come off the field, and you're staying on the field.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating. It's it's demoralizing and frustrating, Amy, Uh, especially for Jim Schwartz, because you want to get a guy like Lamar Jackson in third and 10 where it's an obvious passing situation and you can have your eyes on him, but you need to have your eyes on your luggage as well, your cover, whoever you're covering. And uh, uh, in that first drive, I mean, that first quarter, you know, those those third and 10 conversions to Boyle, I mean, Boykins and, and Mark Andrews, that lead to a touchdown. Those those are the ones that, when you come to the sideline, you're upset. I mean, you you are you are literally upset because you when you get a team like Baltimore who loves to run the ball and stay ahead of the chains, meaning they want to be uh, second and second and five, third and four. That's what they want to be at, so they can really have the option to run or throw the ball. When you put them in third and long, that's supposed to be advantage you. And for the Eagles to not be able to get off the field on third and long, that's that's frustrating for a coordinator because you have the offense right where you want them at. Now you just have to go out there and execute. And in the first half, the, uh, the Eagles weren't able to do that. You notice you said six for 16. So three of those came early in the game. So they certainly made the adjustments and did a better job as the game went on. But in that first and second quarter, just far too many times, uh, the Ravens were able to extend drives by picking up third and long.
0: Well, and when you look at uh, again, looking at some of the numbers here, comparing these two offenses, the Eagles outgained the Ravens 364 yards to their 355. And then when it comes to the uh, to uh, fourth down, red zone, and goal to go, the Eagles. Uh, did better than um, did better than the Ravens in all of those categories as well. I think we're um, getting close to hearing from head coach Doug Peterson, so everybody stay um, alert for that one. But, oh, we have a few more minutes then. All right, so the Eagles 3 of 3 in the red zone. Uh, the Ravens 67% in the red zone. Eagles 2 for 2 on goal to go um, as well. So in a lot of ways... Like we talked about, the, the comparison, they're close in a lot of ways, not in time of possession and those missed opportunities. Um, I, let's continue with uh, some of the things that you uh, that stood out to you from this one.
1: Yeah, my, my, one of my final thoughts on the game, Fran touched on this earlier, and I completely agree with him. The fight in this team, they kept fighting, and, and that was good to see. I mean, I was ready <laughs> to get Carson out of the game with seven minutes left to go in the game. Because uh, you had so many guys going down, and I'm concerned about Thursday night and making sure you know you don't get anybody else lost in this game, so that you have a, a complete team Thursday night. But to Doug's credit, he kept him out there, and Carson is a fighter, and this team kept fighting because he kept fighting, and that that that's a that's a great sign is to, and, and to know that it's been a tough season, and you go down thirty to fourteen. And in the middle of the fourth quarter, you could very all right, easily give up on I have to cut you of
0: off because we are ready to hear from the head coach.
4: Hey, Coach, thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started with Bo Wolf and then Dave Zangaro.
5: Hey, Doug, can you explain the, uh, the play call on the two-point conversion? And it, it, did it get in in time? It looked like they broke the huddle sort of close to the end of the play clock.
6: Um, yeah, yeah. You know, again, great opportunity right there to, to – you know, score, tie the football game. Um, you know, I can do I can do better um, as far as getting the play in and, and you know, giving, giving our guys a better opportunity um, play call-wise, too, in that, in that situation. But, you know, credit them, made the stop, and uh, just a little bit short.
4: Even then, Kristen. Hey,
6: Doug,
7: on that play, why go with that play call? And then as far as the execution, what happened there?
6: My decision to go with the play call, so that's on me. How about the execution of the play? Um, yeah, like I said, I can I can put our team in a better situation.
4: Kristen and then Jeff McLean. Hey Doug, what can you say about the job that Carson Wentz was able to do, really, in that second half, considering all those injuries that you guys sustained on
8: offense?
6: Carson played a heck of a football game. Um, he played tough. Played smart. You know, resilient, resilient guy, resilient group, uh, rallied, rallied his troops, made some tough throws against a really, really good defense. Um, you know, proud of him for hanging in there and, and uh, you know, amidst all the, again, some of the injuries we had, um, you know, losing Driscoll there late in the game. And then, you know, Miles came out for a little while. So uh, I thought Carson played really tough today, played, played, played a good football game. Jeff McLean and then John
4: McMullen.
6: Uh, Doug, what were the analytics behind going for the two point conversion uh, at seventeen to six? Um, at that time, it just gives you the best probability to uh, to win the game. You know, in that situation, you go for two, and then you're down. You know, a touchdown and a field goal wins the game. You know, obviously, if things stay, you know, status quo, but um, just gave us the best probability at that point to win.
4: John McMullen and then Chris Franklin, or Chris, if you're ready, go ahead.
9: Doug, it looked like you went most of the decision behind
6: using Jalen Hurts more in the second quarter of the game today. Um, well, he's part of the game plan every week. Um, I just felt it was you know it was the right time to get him in the game. You know, at, at the time we had been struggling a little bit offensively, especially running the football, um, and you know gave us a uh, opportunity to do that with him, and it, it just kind of kind of calmed the defense down a little bit too. You know, there wasn't as much pressure when he was in the game of quarterback, just, um, just had to, had to find a spark and, uh, you know, got him, got him in the football game.
4: Nick Fierro and then Tim McManus.
10: Hi, uh, Doug, I wanted to ask about the offensive line and, uh, have you ever been a part of anything like this before, just overall with the, with the line and with so many injuries and who's, who's next on the list? If you, you know, Toth is, you were down to Toth today, do you have a plan behind him. If you've even that thought that far,
6: well, um, you know, Toth battled his tail off, uh, Driscoll battled his tail off and, and, you know, we gotta, we gotta evaluate, um, quickly our, uh, obviously the injury situation and, and see, see where we're at this week on a short week. And, um, you know, it's just something that uh, that you know. Again, you know, we we are getting you know kind of thin at the at the position, and you know, I'm ho- I'm hopeful that a, a couple of these uh, offensive line guys that have been hurt that we can maybe get them back this week, but we got to wait and see until you know see tomorrow and Tuesday and put the pieces together.
4: Tim and then Rob Motti. Doug, uh,
6: given
11: the amount of success the offense was having with Jalen Hurts in there, um, why not use him more in this game? I, I don't think he he got one more uh, one more snap after that long Sanders
6: run. Um, yeah. Again, you know, I I guess I could have put him in there one or two more times, but um, you know, he, he he gave us a spark at times, and and it was good to see, and and we'll just continue to uh, you know. Keep him uh keep him involved.
4: Rob and then Martin Frank.
2: Doug, you guys finished the game with two healthy starters on offense and and Carson and Jason Kelsey. Given that, and it took a two-point conversion at the end for Baltimore to win this game. Can you draw on some positive things and take some encouragement out of this, even though you never want to lose a football game?
6: Yeah, and and I would even say that Kelsey and Carson were were banged up too. I mean, it's a physical football game against a really good opponent and you know, my message to the football team is is basically, um, you know, there's all the there's all the you know shoulda woulda could couldas out there, um, plays that we missed in the first half, turnovers, whatever it might be. But this group, every healthy body that we had played in this football game, and and I'm gonna tell you, it's it's tough to win in the National Football League, okay? And and you guys know exactly where we're at, uh, health wise, and and these guys battled their tails off today. And still had a chance to tie this football game. Really had a chance to win this football game against a healthy, healthy football team. And and so, as the head coach, I can stand here and I'm I'm proud of those guys in the locker room. And and I know they're going to get beat down this week, and that's I mean that's your job. But my job is to encourage them and say, hey, you know, there. And I get it. There are no moral victories in the NFL. There's no moral victories at all. Um, and we're all graded on wins and losses, but for this team to hang together on the sideline, uh, to not point fingers, to battle, to be in this position with all the mistakes that were made in the in the first half, really offensively, and then we, we missed the kick, you know, the field goal at the end of the half. I mean, th- those are the difference difference in games, and those are things that we're going to learn from, and we're going to get better from. And and uh, you know, so uh, I'm proud of the guys for the way they battled today.
4: Martin,
6: and then
12: Les. Hey, Doug, did you kind of, um, like, talk a little bit more, if you can, about the, the way Carson kind of stepped up his game, you know, in, towards the end, especially, you know, with him going to Travis Fulton and everything?
6: I mean, Carson's the type of guy that's going to put the team on his back, and especially when we're faced with adversity, you know, he wants the ball in his hands at all the time. And, you know, those two guys, uh, second half, really um, – really stepped up and made some plays, but I, I think of, you know, Hightower came back and, and made some plays and Rich Rod made some plays. We had the nice run by miles. I mean, there was a lot of guys that, you know, had, had contributions in this football game. Um, but yeah, Kelsey, I mean, uh, Carson, you know, playing, playing as tough as he did, um, really kind of kept us in this game.
4: Les and then Zach.
13: Hi hey Doug. Certainly it was an amazing fourth quarter, but before that, what do you think was up with your offense just not being able to get even a first down Why? Was it just the guys that were missing or was Were the Ravens doing something quite different from what you expected?
6: Um, uh, let me take a deep breath on that one. Um, did you see the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this was, yeah, we, we, dropped, we, dropped, we dropped a big third down, you know, uh, turnover. Uh, we dropped a touchdown. We missed a field goal. I mean, it's self-inflicted wounds. It's things that I've been talking to our team all week about, right? And, and when, you're, when you're playing good football teams like the Ravens are, you can't make those mistakes. You can't do it. And with the amount of injuries that, that we do have, and, and look, I'm going to stand here and tell you that we're, we're not going to make excuses. The guys in the locker room aren't going to make excuses. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what happened. I mean, there's, there's enough things in this game too, to, to point at from decisions I made to, you know, execution on the field again. Um, and we didn't get the job done.
4: We have time for two more. So we'll go Zach Berman and then Ed Kras.
11: Hey, Doug, you've been talking to us about the way this team has, has come back and fought flip side to that is your one, four, and one. How do you view the record in
6: the context of everything going on? That's right where we should be. One, four, and one.
4: Last question here with Ed.
13: Hey, Doug, um, Miles Sanders, you know, a second straight game with a 74 yard run, uh, 118 yards, just, uh, you know, talk about his play these last two weeks and how, I don't know what the injury is, but how big of a loss would that
6: be if he can't play Thursday night? Yeah, Miles. Is, uh last couple weeks has really, really uh, done an outstanding job. You know, he's 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 been in on a lot of our a lot of our you know first, second, and third down uh, plays. Obviously, you know, big run last week in Pittsburgh. Another big run tonight uh, against another good good defense. You know, and and he's just he, he, he's he, he's a spark that you need. He's a you know he's got great energy great enthusiasm um, obviously we'll, we'll check out his injury you know tonight tomorrow and, and see where he's at and, and if he's available for Thursday thanks coach.
0: thanks coach okay that's the head coach's thoughts on today's game and of course uh, some of the high points from uh, from uh, his speech there um, look Kelsey and Carson were banged up as well in this one they were not the only healthy players um, he said every single healthy body we had played today and it was a very physical game um, what he is especially proud of is the way that these guys hung together the way that they continued to be encouraging continue to fight um, continue to stay locked in on the sidelines and that they battled their tails off against a healthy healthy Ravens team and I think that's a very key point there that adversity has continued to hit this Eagles team and these guys continue to stay together continue to have that positivity and a lot of times look look around the NFL adversity is hitting a lot of teams and guys are not locked in they are not playing hard for their coach they're not playing hard for each other that is not what goes on in this locker room and head coach Doug Peterson of course sets the tone for that and that is, a, that is what we saw today. All right, I'm going to bring um, Fran back in here, and I, I thought Coach said something really interesting about the use of Jalen Hurts today, Fran, um, that he calmed the defense down, the Ravens' defense down. They weren't uh, as aggressive. There wasn't so much pressure with him in the game. Um, what do you think about just what he, the, the threat that he poses to an opposing defense and how they have to account for what he might do?
2: Yeah, I think anytime you have a weapon like that, a guy that can be used in a lot of different ways, and uh, you know, it just gets the defense thinking, right? Because now it's not that they can just go right into attack mode and uh, hey, I'm going to get after the quarterback Carson Wentz. Now you're worried about all right, Jalen Hurts is in the game, uh, down in distance. What's the, what's the personnel grouping? What do, they, what do they typically do from this look? What have they shown on film already? So now you're, you're already thinking before the snap, if you're a linebacker, a safety, a corner, even a defensive end, you're worried about what could be happening if Jalen Hurts is on the field. And that's why you know I talked about it earlier. He had played 12 snaps coming into this game. The Eagles had had six first downs on 12 of those plays. And I think that that shows to the effectiveness that a guy like that can have as a part of the offense.
0: Well, and when you talk about the creativity, the uniqueness of this offense that every single week uh, has a new wrinkle, whether um, that's a new player coming in, Um, let's talk a little bit about who we saw catch a touchdown today. Jason Krum, a tight end who was elevated from the practice squad just before this game, also catching a touchdown. This offense continues to make it work, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. Head coach Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, a lot of credit for the fact that, look, we've seen guys who most people didn't even know who they were even a few weeks ago have a big impact in this offense.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's, it's the next man out mentality that this team has consistently preached. And so, uh, you know, you get a, a guy like Jason Kroom who was picked up midseason and a college wide receiver at Tennessee making the move over to tight end, still kind of finding his way. Carson Wentz is able to kind of bide time. Look, you see him here just kind of avoid the rush and find Kroom in the corner of the end zone. It was a little bit of a busted coverage from Baltimore on that play and he was able to take advantage. But that speaks to that second reaction ability that Carson Wentz has.
0: Well, and then you have Travis Fulgham, who had another touchdown today. Three games, three touchdowns. Um, Fran, I am going to credit you with this information, because this is where I heard it from. Uh, The last time that happened was in 2004 with Terrell Owens, here with the Eagles, of course. Um, So uh, lots of positive things ahead for, for Travis Fulgham in this offense.
2: Yeah, no question. I think when you look at Fulgham and what he's done, we talked about him on the kickoff show coming into this game. Uh, What he was able to do last week was certainly a a good sign, right? But then they were able to scheme some things up for him today. He showed his ability to go up and win. He came up with some clutch third down receptions for Carson Wentz, especially in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. So I think when you look at Fulgham, uh, a really good sign of things to come.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the Eagles' defense. And, look, we saw a lot of big plays from the defensive line, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But I want to talk about the secondary because this is a unit that had some injuries. Um, Of course, they were without Avante Maddox coming into today's game, um, and we were expecting to see Kayvon Wallace have some more time. He goes out early with an injury ruled out very quickly there as well. They were also without safety Marcus Epps today. Coming into this one, Kayvon Wallace goes out with an injury. Jalen Mills goes to the locker room, comes back. So a lot of pressure on the secondary, a unit that continues to evolve, continues to get banged up. What did you think about how they performed today against a very complete, as Doug Peterson mentioned, very healthy Ravens team?
2: Well, it's always tough to be able to tell from secondary play based off just off the TV. But I will say this, with all those plays with Lamar Jackson kind of running around and the defensive line able to get home, you got to give some credit to the coverage, and I'm excited to go back and watch the film tomorrow morning to see exactly how the secondary held up. We saw Jalen Mills make the move back to safety today, as you alluded to. Nikel Roby-Coleman got the start on the outside opposite Darius Slay. Craven LeBlanc was in the nickel, so they were able to kind of move things around in the secondary. Uh, you know, and that, to me, I thought that was really interesting going into this game. Obviously, uh, they felt comfortable with Nikkel at the outside corner spot, moving Jalen back. That gave them the best chance to win in this game against a run-oriented ball. Baltimore offense.
0: Well, I know it will be something you will continue to break down once you get that all a good look at that all 22. Um, as we continue to wait for Eagles players to uh, take the podium today in their press conferences, let's keep breaking down the defense because I just took a look at um, the tackle stats for today, and of course we know the linebacker group is a group that um, of course has come under public scrutiny, but also has dealt with a ton of injuries. Duke Riley was out today um, as well, so just continuing to see some injuries there. Alex Singleton led the team in tackles for today. Um, So we can continue to uh, break that down. um, And, uh, yeah, let's keep doing that. So, uh, Fran, what did you see from the second level?
2: To me, uh, anytime your linebackers are leading your team in tackles, uh, that's a pretty good thing. It's better than your safeties leading your team in tackles because it shows that uh, those runs are not getting up to the third level of the defense. But, uh, look, one thing I'm really interested to see is the young linebackers, Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley, who got their first action today.
0: All right, and I believe we are about to hear from Carson Wentz in uh, just a, a little bit of time here. So uh, one more time um, after a, a, a incredible for performance from him, keeping his team in it. Uh, Wentz, uh, 21 of 40 uh, passes completed today for 213 yards, sacked six times, had his team in it at the end. And, of course, uh, let's not forget that massive run, 49 yards rushing, including a 40-yard run to uh, keep, um, keep his team in it. Um, and uh, – yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're still waiting for Carson. So, um, Fran, any uh, any thoughts on um, on Carson?
2: I mean, just the fight and resiliency we saw. I thought that was just huge, obviously, in this game.
0: All right. And uh, here's the quarterback.
4: Hey, Carson, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Jamie Apodi and then
8: Mike sealski Carson, I know there's no moral victories, but Towards the end of the game, you and Jason Kelsey were the only healthy players on the field from the offense, and you could argue you guys weren't even that healthy, and yet you guys still managed to have a chance to tie the game. What does that say about this team's toughness, and how proud are you of the way that game ended?
14: Yeah, I mean, really, last week, this week, um, obviously the ending's not what we wanted, but to see the way guys have fought and being down in both games and, and rallied back, and the resiliency of this team is something that I don't think you can question, um, and the toughness of, of these guys. And I mean, you got injuries all over the place, and you got guys stepping up that maybe just got here this week, or you know, all over the board. And that's never an excuse, but there's there's a lot of good we can learn from. Um, and the fight and the effort is something that I'm so proud of these guys um, to give us a chance to to tie it up at the end of the game. Obviously, we came up short. We're frustrated with that, but. Um, you know, I'm proud of these guys. We can keep building with this. we got a quick week to turn it around and uh, start going in the right direction.
4: We'll go Mike and then Chris Murray.
11: Hey, Carson, what was it about Jalen Hurts' presence that got the offense going?
14: Yeah, I, I think, you know, jalens he's a playmaker. And you bring him in off the bench and um, defenses have to be ready for, for where he's at, where I'm at, and all of the above. And um, I think it puts a little stress and a little pressure on the defense, you know, get – there's some exciting plays potentially there to to be had, and um, it's something that we're going to keep repping, keep working on, and um, hopefully finding ways to to you know supplement our offense and find a way to get some big plays that way.
4: Chris and then John McMillan.
11: Yes, the gallon
3: come back today, but you have all go through situations where you play break one half and then
11: terrible. Uh, It'd be a little bit more consistent.
14: I only heard parts of that question, but I believe it was in terms of consistency offensively. Um, and obviously, that's something that I'm, I'm going to look hard at. And I think we're all going to look hard at because it's something that's frustrating to be down um, the way we were at halftime to put that performance out there the first half. Um, we got to be better. Plain and simple, we got to be better. We got to execute better. You know, the Ravens are a good defense, they have a great defense. They make life really hard and challenging. And so we got to give them some credit, but uh, we can definitely execute better. Um, early in games, and I'm confident that we'll get it figured out.
4: John McMullen and then Paul Domowich.
14: Hey, Carson. Uh, can you kind of take us through that
10: final two-point conversion attempt? It looked like maybe you guys got out of the huddle a little bit late. Is is that the case, or is it just a matter of Ravens making a good play?
14: Yeah, I mean, we we probably did get a little later out of the huddle than we wanted. You know, I think it's a twenty-second play clock or something. Seems like it goes pretty quick on the two-point plays, and so uh, we got to be more urgent um, to get to the line and, and get our calls and get our checks. And um, you know, we had a scouted look there that we we felt confident in that play, and um, they made a good play, made it made life tough on us. And you know, it's frustrating to come up short like that. But um, you know, hats off to them.
4: Damo and then Bo.
14: Yeah,
7: Carson, uh, you took a pretty good beating today. Uh, I can't recall uh, in four years you taking the licks you took today. Uh, How did you feel in the fourth? I mean, in that fourth quarter when you guys were coming back, did it? I mean, does 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 pain become irrelevant at that point?
14: I mean, pain and soreness, you know, all bumps and bruises. That's part of football. Uh, Every guy out there is feeling something. Uh, along those lines and within a game, you don't notice those things. Obviously you wake up the next morning, you're gonna be a little sore. That's part of football, that's part of life. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll be fine. I came out just fine. And um, obviously for me and for a lot of these guys, we got a quick turnaround. We got a Thursday night football game, which is even harder on your body. So we got to you know do the right things and take care of our body so that we're ready to go full speed on a Thursday night.
4: Bo and Ed Benkin,
5: Arson. it seemed like the, uh, the connection with Travis Fulgham continued. Um, are you sort of learning that, that he's a guy who you can throw to even if he looks like he's covered?
14: Absolutely. I mean, he's he's a baller. I said it last week. Uh, I see it in practice. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's good to just see guys get their chance and, and make plays. And he's a guy that, like you just said, I mean – it was zero blitz a handful of times today and I, I looked to him. You know, I just gave him a chance. I knew, I, I know, I threw the one out of the back of the end zone, didn't give him the chance, but uh, made sure I gave him that opportunity on the, the other one. And uh, he keeps showing up, keeps making plays, and, and he's going to keep getting better too. And we're going to keep building our chemistry and our connection. But um, I have all the confidence in the world in him, and, and he's going to keep being a big part of this offense.
4: Ed and Tim McManus.
14: Carson, four catches for Zach today. He was limping around at the end. I know he still wants more production. Did you feel like you two were a little bit more on the same page today and took a step forward? Um, I'll have to watch the tape. I mean, I think there's still plays that I leave out there that, you know, I think collectively him and I can, can be better at. And um, But, honestly, there's there's a lot of plays going on in my head right now, so I'm trying to think of, of our connection. But that's something that I've never worried about. I mean, he made some good plays. I know I missed him on, on a couple of them, but – uh, he's a big part of our offense. Hopefully he's healthy and can get back out there Thursday.
4: Tim and then Martin.
14: Hey
11: Carson, this isn't the first time that we've seen you, you know, come up big late in games and rally a team back, and including ones that are, you know, decimated by injury. What is it about those moments that brings out the best in you? And is that something you that you can harness, uh, you know, and apply to, you know, earlier in games kind of moving forward?
14: Um, that's a good question. Um, and It's honestly – I think you you just feel the the kind of backs against the wall time to make some plays mentality and um, kind of just cut it loose and play and you know you're giving guys chances down the field you're you're giving guys the opportunity to make plays and um, I will also say I mean the Ravens did did a lot of things late in that game that they just said we're gonna bring the house you know and and they kept blitzing and blitzing and so. That gave me the chance to, to kind of just retreat and give my my playmakers the ability to make the plays. And a uh, guy stepped up, did, did a great job. And um hard to fully say, it's just when you have that backs against the wall mentality, it's just, hey, you're just cutting it loose and you're just playing.
4: Martin and then Dave.
12: Hey Carson, um on the on the third play of the game, you went deep to high tower and you couldn't, you know, he couldn't hold he couldn't come up with it, I guess. Um, A, how deflating was that? And then B, you went back to him later, and you know the fact that he made that catch. How much do you think that helped his confidence?
14: Yeah, I mean, I have all the confidence in the world in him, and and really all these guys. You know, mistakes are going to happen. You know, I've I've said that since I got here. Guys are going to drop passes. I'm going to fumble. I'm going to turn it over. Guys are going to miss blocks. That's always going to happen. And it's just how do we respond? How do we bounce back? How are we resilient? And and John's John's the same way. You know, obviously he wants that one back. Um, wasn't the start to, to the drive to the game we were hoping for. I mean, shouldn't be in third and 22 in the first place, the first drive. Like, we got to be better. We got to start faster, um, be more efficient there. But, uh, you know, that one happens. It happens. He, he dropped it, but um, we're going to keep going back to him, and he's going to keep being a big part of what we do.
4: We have time for two more, so we'll go Dave and then Zach.
7: Arsenal injuries are nothing new for this team over the last few years, but this year it seems like. At least offensively, it's kind of taken to a new level. What's your reaction and and the, your teammates' reaction when you're in the huddle and guys are just constantly being cycled through?
14: Yeah, I mean it's it's football. I mean some of these things you, um you can't make up and and you're just you know you're putting guys in there that, like I said, might might be here for a week and, and that's football. It's it's way of life and. Um, you can't control it. all these injuries. It's it's, honestly, it's my least favorite part of the game is injuries and seeing guys, um, go down, whether it's serious or minor. Um, I hate seeing it, but, um, you don't have time to worry about that in the game. It's all right, who's next, who's up next, who's going to fill in and and how can we get them up to speed with whatever it is we're doing? Obviously there's a lot of in-game adjustments, a lot of things that need to be um, communicated. But that's one thing I'm proud of every guy for being ready to step up and, and doing their job when called upon.
4: Last question here with Zach. Hey Carson,
11: you've been four and six. You've been five and seven. But one four and one is is new for you. How do you view this record in this season so far?
14: Yeah, I mean, obviously not where we want to be. Um, we've dug ourselves a little bit of a hole here. But um, for one, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to build off of the the way we finished this game and the resiliency that we've shown uh, really the last two weeks. And I'm excited that we get to go back out on Thursday night. I mean, we get a quick turnaround. We get to put this one uh, behind us quickly and and finally, you know, get in here in our division and hopefully do some some good things and, and get this thing turned around. Thanks, Carson. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, you'd love to hear that from Carson Wentz. He's excited to get back out there on Thursday night because he feels like they have done so many good things in the last two games that there is plenty to build on, and he, I'm sure, is tasting uh, whenever this team gets its next win. All right, Brandon Graham is taking the podium now. Let's listen in.
4: Hey BG, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started with Jeff McLean and then Les Bowen.
6: Yeah, uh, Brandon. Um, I guess another game without any turnovers. Uh, I know that they're sometimes fluky when you get them, but uh, how much does that hurt the defense when you can't you can't get those?
15: Um, you know, it just makes it just makes our fight a lot harder, you know, of uh, we can't flip the field Um, and, you know, playing against a team like uh, the Ravens, you know, they they hot right now. They got a great quarterback, great team. Uh, We just got to, you know, we got to change. We got to change the momentum and uh, turnovers definitely help that. We'll go
4: less and then Chris Murray.
13: Hey, BG. Uh, How frustrating was it for the first half and really most of the third quarter to just be sent out there again and again and again, uh, often in bad field position, uh, you know, with with nothing on the scoreboard and, and no hope of anything good happening?
15: Well, you know, uh, we don't beat ourselves up about it because if you do, it's, um, you know, it's, it gets worse. Uh, we went out there with a mindset, you know, we just—they just don't get in, you know—and we hold them to three. Whatever it is uh, that happened in that game, uh, we try to, you know, talk positive in, in those moments because it could definitely get out of hand if uh, if we let it, if we had the wrong mindset. But um, you know, it was—you know—we don't like you know the the situation we was in, but we definitely can change it, and uh, well, that's all we was trying to do when we go out there.
4: Chris and then Mike Stielski. Um my question to you is uh, why is it
11: that this team plays great one half, bad another half, and see you seem to got you seem not be able to put it all together on a consistent basis?
15: Um, you know, hey, these games uh they, they, they are different. You know, they are you know um Injuries from, you know, the, the people that you got to work in to all kind of different things. But I think we handle handle it, you know, the right way. I just know that, you know, it's it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, you know, uh, our goal right now is just to win the NFC East, get healthy and, you know, um, you know, make sure that we uh, take care of what we need to take care of this week. You know, we got a short week with the Giants. We got to move on. We got 10 games left. Uh, we can turn this thing around and we're not that and we're not. Far off at all we still believe in each other uh despite you know others but you know at the end of the day that's all i really care about uh, is everybody still believing and knowing that we one play away from um being where we want to be and one um turnover away from being where we want to be we just gotta we just gotta do it
4: mike and then john come
15: Brandon, right, what was the most challenging part about trying to defend lamar today uh, just you know his speed i mean he's a he's a great quarterback and we know that uh, he's fast and uh, you got to make sure that you stay in coverage with him uh, and just let him let him go you know let him run uh get those you know little yards uh, just make sure that he don't get um, you know because he's an accurate thrower on the run make sure he don't get those open. Uh, receivers, based off him just running to the sideline to you know create different things, but I think that uh that's the biggest thing, just you know trying to get him to uh, contain him.
4: John and then Jamie.
10: Hey BG, um, uh, bigger picture. Obviously, you're not where you wanted to be uh, at the start of this season, but you do have that short week, as you mentioned. Uh, is that helpful in some ways, from you know a, a mental standpoint at least, to get right back out there?
15: Oh, for sure. And, you know, um, it's it's a time it's a chance for us to go out, go out there and make some things right, you know, and get and get back in the winning column. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we got got the Giants this week and, you know, they ain't no slouch either. You no, know, Despite the record, all that stuff, we know what's going on uh, with them and we see what's going on. They just. But at the end of the day, we know that they're going to play their best against us because, you know, everybody get paid in this league and every in this. And it's definitely even in this league, you know, any given Sunday. So uh, we just got to make sure we do our part this week and make sure that we um, we stay locked in and keep on building off uh, the good things off, off these games that that we're losing.
4: We have time for two more, so we'll go Jamie and then Ed Kratz.
8: and you just alluded to uh, you guys believing in yourselves, but other people maybe not. And Doug Peterson got a little almost emotional when talking about defending you guys as a team and having you block out the outside noise and the criticism you're going to hear this week. Is that frustrating for you when you know what goes on inside a locker room and how banged up you guys are? Um, but the record is what the record is. I mean, how do you guys handle that? And, and what is the mentality right now?
15: Uh, we just we we not we we know we got to fix some issues we got to we got to get some we got to get some healthy guys in there you know that could really help us too but i do love what i see with the guys that's coming in um you know that's getting short notice you know they they seem like they ready um when they go in there because you know obviously we go down there uh jack uh, driscoll get hurt then toff go in and that boy you know he did all he could you know i'm saying to get us down there to get a score and you know that's all i really you know can can say is you know the people that get their opportunities they make it um, you know, the best of it. And um, I know what we have, you know, that's sitting on the bench right now that's that's trying to get back and get healthy. And all I can say is, like you say, it's like, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, I think we're going to hit, we're going to be hitting it at the right time. And, man, I still, I still believe in this team and we all still believe in each other. And it shows just by, how easy it could have went left uh, when we was down uh, again, you know, big seventeen nothing. People could have, you know, just quit on each other and point fingers, but that's not what's going on. People trying to figure it out and really trying to work their butt off to get us get us a, a stop and a turnover on defense and a score, of course. But um, you know, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, just keep on. Trust me, it's gonna happen, and it's, it's definitely we definitely trying to start it this week.
4: Last question here with Ed.
13: Hey BG. Um, Getting back to an earlier question about Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's very elusive. You had two sacks on him. How hard did he make you have to work for those sacks?
15: Man, you see, I was running. You got to run to the sideline sometimes if you want to get a sack on him. You know, you got to run. And uh, today I had that mentality. You know, I know you're never out of it. You know, you just got to run around. Uh, If you want to run around, you got to run too. You know, and hopefully he cut back right into you, and he cut back right into one of them. One of the sacks I got, and then uh, another one I had to run to the sideline to get him. Uh, But you, you know, at the end of at the end of the games with him. You' gonna definitely be tired, you know, if uh, if you' giving it your all, and I, that's all you could really ask for with your team. We all gave it our all. Um, it wasn't it wasn't good enough today because we came up short. But the fight is w- what I really love the most uh, is because we're never out of this game. Uh, we just got to keep we just got to keep tightening up early because uh, that they, they defense put their offense in a good position by flipping the field. Um, you know, making sure that they um, get good field position and you know we just got to do a better job as as far as you know um, when those times do happen when they flip the field that we don't let them get in uh, and and that's all I could really say. Thanks, BJ. Appreciate y'all. All All right,
0: that's all he could really say, and I think that's all he really needs to say. Eagles defensive end uh, Brandon Graham after a two-sack performance uh, against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. uh, Five tackles, two tackles for a loss, and now Eagles center Jason Kelsey is at the podium.
4: Jason, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and Dave Zangaro.
5: Hey Jason, obviously a lot of moving parts again on the offensive line, and and Carson got hit a lot. Were those um, sort of mistakes of you know one, guys losing one on one battles, or were they sort of identification mistakes?
16: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it was probably a little bit of everything today. I mean, the the Ravens do an incredible job of uh, you know getting after you, especially on third down, and when they know that you're in a uh, you know one dimensional game and you're throwing it. Um, you know, they'll blitz zero from anywhere on the field. They'll give you all sorts of different looks that make it difficult to really, uh, you know, try and protect. I thought, honestly, uh, you know, we did a decent job uh, getting getting the calls in and everything. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of room for improvement, and we should have played better. Uh, but, you know, guys are out there fighting their asses off. Even and
4: then EJ. Hey,
16: Jason,
7: uh, Carson obviously got hit quite a bit today. Uh, What do you you show you, um, his resiliency and and, him fighting to stay in that game and play well down the stretch? I
16: mean, you know, Carson doesn't need to show me anything. Uh, You know, I know who he is. I know who he's been since he's been here. Um, You know, I mean, he did an unbelievable job all year, really, fighting through a lot of hits. And, uh, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, was really, you know, when, you're, when it's man coverage like that, you got to try and buy extra time and make plays happen. And the second half, obviously, not a great first half for the offense, but the second half was, uh, you know, a really, really good showing by him and some of the receivers to make some huge plays down the field for us.
4: EJ, and then Chris Franklin.
3: Hey Jason, specifically with Calais Campbell, you know Jamar had trouble with him.
14: I think a couple other guys too. What went wrong with that matchup, um, in particular?
16: I mean, he's a good player. You know, I mean, Calais is a perennial poor bowler. He's a really, uh, you know, a, a great player. He's going up against a guy who, you know, JB has been, uh, you know, he's been here for a few weeks and he's been trying to learn everything. We're trying to build that chemistry. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that he did a good job of going in there and battling. Um, and then, you know, the other hard part about it is they blitz so much. You can't really, uh, you know, it's not like you're playing some weeks where you can kind of apply help um, you know, when they're blitzing zero and sending guys all over the place, you really have to honor uh, the numbers, which lead to a lot of one-on-one matchups, which obviously when you have a really good player, you try not to leave them one-on-one as much as we, we had to with Calais. Chris Franklin and
4: then
14: Martin. Hey, Jason. It seems like every week it seems to be one guy or two guys that are going down either during the game or not available during the, seat, uh, during the next week. Uh, have you ever been a part of this, either professionally or – in your college days, and and how do you guys keep that continuity going,
6: especially on a short week now coming up with the Giants?
16: Yeah, you know we've you know we've had some injuries here before. You know, you, obviously this is on another level, and you know the whole off season and every way everything that's transpired with uh, this season, and you know COVID and everything. You're seeing injuries up across the league. I mean, everybody seems like they're dealing with this issue right now. Um, you know, we're I, you know I haven't really been a part of something like this drastic, I guess, in my career. Uh, but this is the way, you know, you're always trying to, you know, overcome this stuff. You're always, you know, you know, game planning and, and, and coaching and and trying to get guys ready for whoever's going to be there on game day. Uh, and at the end of the day in this league, that's all that matters. You know, you, you can't make excuses. You can't, uh, you know, say, hey, we got this, this and this. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, do you win the game or you lose the game? You know, does does the guy that's in there, is he getting the job done or are we getting the job done as a unit? Um, you know, it could have been better today for sure. Uh, really good defense, you know. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know. Just part of the way this, this game is going and the way this season has gone. And, you know, you, 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 you roll with the circumstances and, 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 and try to do the best you can and uh, find a way to get it done. Martin and then Jeff
4: McLean.
12: Hey, Jason, if I can kind of follow up with that, Um, you you and Carson are the only starters from the beginning of the season who who are still in there when the game ended. I mean, what's that like for you um, playing on an offensive line with like four guys who, you know, weren't expected to, to play, you know, to start or play at all this season?
16: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously more is on my shoulders. You know, um, I'm trying to be a better leader and trying to, you know, make sure that we're overstating communication, that guys understand everything going on. Um, I've been honestly quite happy with a number of the guys who have come in and played uh, some of these young guys. They've, They've gone in and battled and done a great job. Uh, you know, Nate Herbig has really been, uh, done well. And a is obviously everybody wants to talk about him. The big rugby players gone out there and done a great job. Uh, you know, Jack Driscoll as a rookie has played phenomenal. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten some guys that have answered the bell and, you know, for me, um, you know, I just try and make sure that I overstay communication during the week, try and, uh, help these guys so that anything that could arise, they're ready for, and they're prepared for, um, and, uh, you know, I try and overstay communication, try and help as much as I can to make guys feel comfortable, put guys in a good situation. And, um, uh, you know, that's – you know, it's not as – it's, it's a little bit more for me trying to do all that stuff. You know, I don't have the luxury of Brandon Brooks being able to help me out or, you know, Isaac Sayumalu or Lane and stuff like that where we've had some tremendous players and guys with a lot of experience. But, um, you know, I enjoy helping guys out. I enjoy – you know, giving of myself to, to other people to try and, uh, you know, win a game. So, um, yeah.
4: Definitely
17: Zach. Uh, Jason, on the, on the last two point conversion, Doug said that it took a
6: little while. He may have been a little late in getting the play in. And then Carson said, yeah, coming out of the huddle, you know, all of a sudden the clock was down. Cause you only got only get 20 seconds on, on the uh, two point conversion." Did you, did that kind of mess with the rhythm of that play at all? Um, from your perspective,
16: I don't think so. You know, I think we got up to the line. It was rushed, I think, but that's not really a play that you got to communicate a lot on. I mean, it's just an inside zone read play with a pass option on it, and uh, you know they played it pretty well defensively. Um, you know, that's all I got.
4: Zach, and then Les.
11: Hey, Jason. the The first half, obviously, as as you mentioned, was tough for the offense. Things got going in the second half. What
16: were the differences there, from your perspective? Uh, we played better, you know. I think uh, you know they, you know, we did a good job of really making some incredible plays at the receiver position, and guys find a way to get open and some great throws by Carson. You know, obviously, we were able to have that huge run, kind of to start out the second half there, uh, which was a big momentum shifter. Um, you know, they they were doing a great job in the first half. I mean, they're making it really difficult. They're blitzing all over the place. Um, And I really think we settled in and started getting uh, into the rhythm there in the second half. You know, obviously, wish we would have done that the whole game. Um, You know, I think that there were some things in the first half that were there for the taking that we just kind of missed on. It wasn't, you know, I thought it was, you know, closer in the first half, even though we didn't. I mean, it was like three and out, three and out, three and out. But, you know, we got a a screen there in the first half. If if we get it completed, I think it's a good play. You know, I think there were some things there that, you know, it was kind of felt like, you know, you know, you know, if we can just kind of get something going, we're going to be in a good spot.
4: We have time for two more. So we'll go less and John McMullen.
10: Allie, my
13: question was already asked. So John
10: can go ahead.
4: Okay. Go ahead, John.
10: Uh, Hey, Jason. Uh, Obviously uh, Doug has mentioned adversity. Jim has mentioned adversity on the defensive side of the football. Um, When you have those young players, even though there's no moral victories in this league, do you you think you can take the fight in this game and uh, sort of, I don't know, uh, for lack of a better word, just put a spark into them and give them a little more confidence?
16: Well, yeah, and it's not just about them. You know, I think, you know, we're trying to put a spark in this team. We got to start winning football games, you know, and these guys have done a tremendous job uh, going out there and battling and going out there and fighting. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, we've been, We've been close in most of the games. I mean, I think outside of one game, they've all really been there for the taking. And good teams find a way to get those games done and uh, find a way to 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 get them in the win column. You know, we've been, you know, guys are trying. That's not the issue. The issue is execution. The issue is mistakes. Um, you know, we've been, you know, plus in the turnover differential margin in one game. And that one game is the only game we've won. So you take care of the football. You 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 don't have penalties. You know this isn't. You know it it comes down to the same core things. You know if you go out there and you try hard, you take care of the football and you don't commit a lot of mistakes and gross errors, penalties. You're gonna win more than you lose. And um, you know we got to start doing that. Uh, We got to take care of the football. Got to eliminate the 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 mistakes, the penalties. And uh, and if we can do that, we'll start winning football games. Thanks, Jason. Thank you.
0: Okay, Jason Kelsey, putting it quite simply: if you take care of the football, you win the turnover battle. Don't make the mistakes. You'll start winning more fo- football games, and that is what this team needs to do. He praises the effort of some of his young offensive linemen, guys who have stepped up uh, when it, when uh, when their name when their number was called this season. Talking about, uh, look, that's just how it is this season with injuries. That's how this year is going to be. That's what's happening across the league. And, look, you just have to roll with it and do your best. He's been quite happy with a lot of the younger guys. As I mentioned, he named Nate Herbig, Jordan Mylata, and Jack Driscoll specifically and just shared on how he's so happy to give of himself to help bring them along. And, of course, he misses having other offensive linemen who have been starters with him historically here on this team uh, to help do some of that as well. But he's happy to do it. He also talked about the Ravens defense and that they blitz a lot. We talked about that before this game. This is the team in the NFL that blitzes the most. Uh, that leads to a lot of one-on-one matchups. It's not what you want with Calais Campbell out there. Calais Campbell, of course, made his presence felt um, as well. I believe he had, well, let's see. Looks like the stats are frozen. Well, he had a lot of sacks today, at least three. Um, I think he. it was uh, his fourth three-stack game, if I remember seeing that correctly from the broadcast, Um, Kelsey. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Fran Duffy. And Fran, let's just talk about this offensive line. And just every single week, we say, okay, another injury on the offensive line, another guy up. But every single week, this is the story. And it almost, I don't want us to become immune to the fact that this is a lot of adversity this team has faced. And the fact that that every guy is ready to do his best to put his heart out there when his number's called, as Kelsey talked about, is certainly a testament to the players here and to this coaching staff.
2: No question, and especially when you look at a guy in Brett Toth who just got here this week, right? I mean, he it's not like he's been here uh, since training camp and has been repping with these guys, communicating with these guys. He was here last training camp in 2019, um, but just arrived here this week from Arizona off waivers. So uh, to me, for him to step in late in the game in that situation in crunch time, I think that speaks to his work ethic. It speaks to the teammates getting him acclimated. It speaks to the coaches getting him prepared both mentally and physically. So that certainly uh, is a big thing to take away from this game. Look, the the offensive line, you know, the the health issues have been well documented, right? I mean, they they have uh, just been an embarrassment of injuries right now. They're in a really, really tough spot. Just unfortunate luck uh, at that position this year. But they've, they've, they're trying to fight, figure a way to grind through it, right? And it's gonna they're going to have to continue to find ways to try and manufacture runs. Uh, they got another big run today out of Miles Sanders in a well-schemed play. Um, Jalen Hurts was a big factor in that. JC, Jason Kelsey made a huge block at the second level. And then you had wide receivers doing their thing downfield as well. It's a similar kind of uh, instance that happened last week in Pittsburgh. So I think... They're going to need to continue to find those chunk plays in the run game because overall, you know, consistency has certainly been an issue, but you can understand why.
0: This might be kind of a tough question before you look at the film, but Kelsey was asked about uh, what changed for the offense. Was it adjustments that were made? And he said, I think we just started executing better, and that's what really led to this offense starting to click. Did you see them do anything besides uh, scheme up that Jalen Hurts run to provide that spark? Was it a matter of execution, a combination?
2: What does this? What does the game look like if John Hightower catches that you know, on the first third down of the game, or if Miles Sanders catches that touchdown in the end zone? You know, I, you know, it changes the outlook of the game. And so, yeah, execution absolutely. Uh, you know, it keeps thir- keeps drives alive. You know, we talked about that on the other side with the defense. You know, keeping the offense on the field for third on those third and longs for Baltimore that helps them put points on the board. Goes the other way as well. If the Eagles stay on the field on third down, that gives you more opportunities to put points on the board.
0: Of course, and I'm sure that we are going to uh, have all of that broken down for us as you get a really good look at the film. I think we're a few moments away here from having Eagles safety Rodney McLeod joining us. McLeod today, um, four tackles, five combined um, in an Eagles effort. Uh, A tough challenge there for them, Fran, where they had to uh, all 11 guys on defense. That was the cliche. And, okay, here's Rodney at the podium. Let's listen in.
4: Hey, Rodney, thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then Jamie Apodi.
5: Hey, Rodney, how did um, the challenge of defending Lamar compare to to what you were expecting?
17: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, we uh, did a good job at containing them outside of uh, the one run for a touchdown. Uh, And then uh, obviously the late in the game, uh, you know, he escapes out, uh, but I mean, a player like that, you have to expect, you know, he's going to make some plays. And uh, Jim, you know, uh, expressed that to us early in the game. I mean, early this week, uh, not to get frustrated by it. Uh, You know, he's going to make some plays with his legs, Uh, the throws that he makes, side arms, uh, but just keep battling. And I think that's what we we displayed today. Uh, Battled all the way through uh, to the end and gave ourselves a chance to win.
8: Jamie, and then Rodney. Rodney, you guys fought right to the end there and, you know, gave yourself, like you said, a, a chance to win the game. Um, but yet you're still 1-4-1. and Can you speak to the frustration of your record being what it is despite the effort you guys are putting out?
17: Yeah, it's extremely difficult uh, understanding uh, what's reality. We are 1-4-1, and uh, but we're also just a couple plays away from, you know, being uh, having a, a winning record. Uh, but what's encouraging is uh, the fight. Uh, and, and that's the character of this team, uh, the willingness not to quit, uh, to continue to believe in ourselves, uh, no matter what's going on uh, in the game or throughout the week, man, we, we stick together. And, and that's what you're seeing, uh, not only defensively, but offensively, uh, in, in, in all three phases of the game. And so uh, that's what we will build on uh, going into uh, the Giants. We understand what's at state. Uh, it's a division opponent. And so this is a huge week for us opportunity to get back on track, but also uh, to get a division win.
14: Robin and Dave. Rodney, teams that are 1-4-1 are usually looking ahead to, to next year, but in this division with Dallas at 2-3 and three and only a half game ahead of you guys, how much is, I mean, not comforting, but do you guys take out of that knowing that you're still in this if you can go out there and get a win against the Giants, control the divisional games that you have coming up?
17: Yeah, we're in control of our own destiny. Uh, we just had to take it one game at a time and, and fortunate enough for us, it's a division opponent coming up next uh, at home Thursday night game. And so we're looking forward to that opportunity.
4: Dave and then John.
7: I read all the injuries on this team. Um, how do you guys not get down when you're seeing multiple starters leave every game?
17: At the end of the day, We have to play this game with whomever we uh, put out on the field. Whatever 11 men is out there, uh, we put our faith and trust in those guys. And that's what we created here. That's the culture. Uh, We don't flinch. Uh, We don't make excuses. And so uh, when you come in, the expectation is still the same. Get your job done and and execute. So, uh, man, countless guys have have gone in uh, throughout this season and uh, made tremendous plays. Uh, Guys like Fogum. Uh, who continues to show up each and every week, um, who's making a name for himself. So uh, that will continue to happen, and we'll get some guys back uh, hopefully this week. But uh, I think that will make our team even stronger with the depth now that we're creating for some of these guys.
4: Jonathan and Zach.
10: Uh, hey, Rod, um, You mentioned some of those moving parts, and it happened again at the safety position. Jalen back. Uh, moved back will parks was there for the first time and then you were sort of in the big nickel with them how, how do you think that worked out first time?
17: I think it, it worked out well. Uh, we prepared all week and, and we went out and executed communication was great it was good having will parks back in back into the defensive scheme and as well as uh, Mills back into safety position so uh, I was extremely proud at, at, at us um, at this uh, today.
4: Zach and Chris Murray.
11: Hey, Rodney, in, in the first half, some of those third and longs, they were able to convert. What was the issue there?
17: Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, you'd like to see just a little tighter coverage. I mean, they made a good good catch on the outside. We said we wanted to uh, force the ball outside. Uh, they made a great uh, throw and catch. Uh, so you live with that. Uh, I think the next time they uh, caught us off guard, they quick snapped us uh, and, and was able to pick it up. But, Quickly, uh, we fixed that, and I think we did uh, very well moving forward on third downs. But that is something that, hey, we get them in third and 10, third and 11. We got to win those situations. Uh, but we did uh, make an adjustment and and quickly uh, nipped it in the butt.
4: We have time for two more, so we'll go Chris and then Bo. this team to really coming up with an effort where they played for so we'll the entire
5: not at certain
13: parts of the
17: game as you, as you have in all, um, all four of your losses. I can't hear.
4: It's difficult to hear. Sorry. But we'll
5: go you to ask. you. Hey, Ronnie, if you could put yourself um, on the other side, what would be the stress of going up against those two quarterback formations when, when Jalen Hurts is on the field?
17: Yeah, I mean, you, you have no idea how they plan to attack, uh, you know, when they – have Hurst behind center and you have Carson uh, on the outside. Uh, you just have to play disciplined ball and and uh just do your job on that play. Uh but we work a lot of those plays throughout the week. Uh so it it showed itself presented itself today and and we went out and executed. Uh, and, and that created a spark for for the offense.
4: Thanks Rodney. Thanks, Rodney.
0: Okay, that's Eagles safety Rodney McLeod discussing just how difficult it is to contain a player like Lamar Jackson, but feels good about what his team did today, containing him aside from a couple of big plays, which, of course, is what makes Jackson so dangerous overall. Um, As we continue to wait to hear from Travis Fulgham, who once once again led the Eagles in receiving yards, 75 yards uh, on six catches and a touchdown. And here he is taking the podium now.
4: Hey, Travis, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with John McMullen.
10: Uh, hey, Travis, uh, obviously coming off the big game in Pittsburgh, um, maybe not as successful uh, statistically, but Carson was looking for you, still made a number of plays. To be able to do that in back-to-back weeks, what does that do for your confidence?
9: Um, yeah, it, uh, it means a lot that Carson trusts me now and where we continue to build on it, but um, – just wish I could have made more plays for the team, and we just need to uh, do more to get the win.
4: Ed, and then Dave.
9: Hey, Travis, three touchdown catches in three games.
13: Take us through this uh, this most recent one. It might have been the more difficult of the three, possibly.
9: Yeah, um, um, Wentz made a, a, call, a check at the line. It was a great check, and um, he, he placed the ball at the right spot, floated up, and let me get a chance to uh, go up and get it.
4: Dave, and then Zach.
7: Travis, in these last three games, have you learned anything about Carson that you didn't know
9: before? Um, no, I, I always I always thought he was a great quarterback, and he's just proven it.
4: Zach and then Bo.
11: Hey, Travis, it, it seemed in the in the second half there, and, and especially late, uh, Carson was just throwing it up to you, like the pass interference, the touchdown. Is that, uh, is that something you guys have, have communicated, that if he just throws it up, you'll win those jump balls?
9: I mean, that's the plan. I'm not going to say I'm not going to come down with it. So, uh, yeah, I, I have confidence in him at all times. And, uh, yeah, we just keep, we keep continuing to grow.
4: Bo and then Daniel.
9: Travis, uh, it looked like you almost had that Hail Mary
5: at the end of the first half. Take us through that play.
9: Yeah, um, I thought I did. I had it uh, at first, came back down, and unfortunately I didn't make the play for my team.
4: Go ahead, Daniel.
9: Hey Travis, with
7: uh, with Carson, uh, he threw it to John on the deep ball uh, on the first possession. Uh, John couldn't co- come up with it, but he went back to him a couple times, got him on the fifty yarder. Uh, what does that do for you guys as young receivers to know that you know if you don't necessarily make that first play, that Carson will still come back to you?
9: Oh, well, that's major. It's um, it's great that Carson has has that trust in us, and he keeps coming back. He has confidence. And that's what we need if we're going to continue to uh, keep growing and uh, get wins for this team. Go ahead, Bo.
5: I know you're not always on the field for these plays, Travis. But when it's uh, you know when Jalen Hurts is in the game and you guys have both quarterbacks on the field, do you feel
9: like that you know adds a level of stress to the defense? Oh, absolutely. Jalen was uh, <laughs> making people look silly out there today, and I, I love watching him play. And it gives a-, a lot of juice to the team.
4: We'll go to Ruben Frank.
3: Hey, uh, Travis, Carson said he feels like you can still get a lot better um, despite what you've done these last few weeks. Um, how do you feel about that, and and what do you think you can get better at?
9: Uh, absolutely, I can get better. Um, I mean, I won't narrow it down to one aspect, but um, all parts of my game can improve.
4: We'll go to Martin Frank.
9: Hey, Travis. Um, I- you're, one of your,
12: your college coaches says you were a basketball player growing up. I was wondering, like, how much that helps you, like, you know, going up for those 50-50 balls, you know, like you've been doing these last few weeks.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like for the uh, Hail Mary, you know, just box someone out, go up and go get it. Um, baseball, too, you know, tracking the ball, center field, you know, all the sports helped me out to, uh, to get where I'm at today.
12: And and how good were you in basketball?
9: <laughs> I, I think I was pretty good.
4: <laughs> All right, thanks, Travis.
0: Thank you. Okay, that's Eagles receiver Travis Fulgham, who for the third game in a row had a touchdown. Three games in an Eagles uniform and three touchdowns—pretty impressive stuff. We are going to take a quick break here on the post-game show presented by Rico. On the other side, we have the Rico review. It's a really good one. You're going to want to see that, as well as the nominees for the Toyota Player of the Week. Stay with us.
2: This does not look like a discount sofa.
0: It's not. Everything
11: I sell is quality furniture, and I give you a discount. Bob's Discount. Interesting. I remember this for as long as I live. Hmm.
12: Bob, you look so young.
11: Do you remember?
12: It's not discount furniture. It's quality furniture at a discount. Bob's Discount.
3: Bob's Discount!
12: Only at Bob's
2: Discount Furniture!
0: for watching the post game show presented by rico today's rico review is a really exciting one jalen hurts provided a spark to this offense when he came in and broke loose for a big run leading a 20 yard run down the field and providing some life into this eagles offense and that is the subject of today's rico review here's fran duffy with more
2: all right well let's get to the first first down of the game for this Eagles offense and that was in late in the first half they're going to put Jalen Hurts in the backfield next to Miles Sanders you're going to have Carson Wentz at the top of the screen and this is just going to be a little bit of a a zone read play here for Jalen Hurts and all you're going to see is you're going to get both of the backside linemen the guard and the tackle they're both going to pull front side for Jalen Hurts he's going to read With the mesh point here with Miles Sanders in the backfield, looks like he's reading one of these second-level defenders up here at the linebacker level, and we'll let this go here for a second. And the big thing that I want you to see is how there's a couple plays built in here for this Eagles offense, because now what you've got
11: are two offensive linemen placed side. Jalen Hurts makes that read, and again, look, Looks like he's reading one of these guys who
0: hang out. All right, now is the time to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote. Today's nominees Carson Wentz, Brandon Graham, and Josh Sweat. Um, look, I think we can make an argument for all three guys here. Um, Josh Sweat, I thought, had a really nice game. Of course, Brandon Graham, two sacks on Lamar Jackson. But I don't know how it cannot be Carson Wentz today, guys. To me, this is the guy who uh, put the team on his back and gave the Eagles a chance to win it there. At the end, um, Ike, I'm
1: looking at you. Who do you who are you taking of these three? Well, I'm going to go with the Bronco, Amy. I got to go with Carson Wentz. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, uh, fantastic job. Continue to be disruptors on that defensive side of the ball. But, you know, I thought this game was over at 30 to 14. And uh, the only reason it was not over is because number 11 wasn't ready for the game to be over. And uh, the way that he continued to fight and, and, and pull his teammates along with him and have an opportunity to send this game in overtime. Um, yeah, great job by Carson continuing the show uh, while the organization has made him the franchise quarterback.
0: I think a great day for uh, Team LTBB there, Ike. Um, Fran, let me go to you, and let me apologize to you, Fran, and to our viewers at home that we had some technical difficulties on the Rico review, but Fran's breakdowns will be all over our website and social media this week, so you'll have plenty of chances to watch that. Uh, Fran, your Toyota Player of the Week. It's
2: got. I I agree with like it's got to be the Bronco. It's got to be Carson Wentz here. I mean, I mentioned earlier a a Herculean effort with his ability to put the team on his back uh, and just drive them to the brink of victory. Right. I mean, uh, he's walking into the end zone. If not for some missed blocks on that two-point conversion, Uh, you know, the the, what he was able to do with both his arm and his legs, and and most importantly his heart in in this game. Not to get too uh, you know in terms of like the uh, the sayings here and the football axioms, but you know, with what he was able to do late in this game, really really impressive
0: absolutely look they're cliches for a reason That's all right, right let's take a quick look um, at the eagles next matchup it's prime time thursday night football the new york football giants are coming to town at nfc east uh, rivalry and of course um, every single game counts especially in the division especially this year and uh guys the giants got their first win today over the washington football team um so now i believe everybody in the nfc east has a win so, um, Fran, a critical game for the Eagles, especially against a, a, a Giants team with a new head coach um, and guys playing with a lot of buy-in.
2: Yeah, no question. And I, obviously, anytime these two teams match up, you know, throw all the records out. And you know, I think both these teams would like to throw the records out at this point with you know, how it's gone early in the season. But I think really when you look at both these teams – they're going to come in and play hard. You know, with what the Eagles have done over the last two games, even though they've been losses, the way that they've competed has been really impressive. And you look at the Giants team with what they were able to do today against Washington. I'm excited to dig into this tape. I've been studying this team uh, for about a week now. I'm excited to see what they were able to put on t- tape today. Uh, it's going to be a good game on Thursday night.
0: Well, and you got the sense from every single one of those Eagles players that they are really excited to get on the field quickly um, against that team. I right, Give me one to two sentences, Max, about this matchup. What do you think?
1: NFC East, throw the records out. This game won't be easy Thursday, considering the Eagles are shorthanded, but it's a win that we must get. It'll be a tough matchup. Giants coming off of a win. Eagles need a win badly. It'll It'll be a tough matchup for us
0: love it beautifully said it almost read like a poem ike that was so beautiful all right i'm going to say goodbye to all of you at home of course we will be back here thursday night 45 minutes before kickoff that's 7:35 eastern on the kickoff show presented by exalta and as always immediately after the game is over we'll be breaking it down on the post game show presented by rico so so for fran and ike and all of our team i am amy campbell and we will see you on thursday night